Now, the Messiah was a big deal. The Messiah was, by definition, the promised deliverer of the Jewish nation prophesied in the Hebrew Bible. For many Jews, they believed that the Messiah would rescue the Jewish nation from Roman oppression, but he didn't fit their Jewish description. We can follow his claims in John 10, 33-38 of the message. It says, the, Jew, the Jews said, We're not stoning you for anything good that you did or that you said. This blasphemy is of calling yourself God, Jesus said. I am only quoting your inspired scriptures where God said, I tell you, you are, uh, you are God. If God called your ancestors God and the scriptures don't lie, why do you yell, blasphemer, blasphemer, as the unique one the Father consecrated and sent into, into the world? Because I said, I'm the, I'm the Son of God. If I, don't do, if I don't do the things that my Father does well and good, don't believe me. But if I'm doing them, put aside for a moment what you've heard me say about myself and just take the evidence and the actions that are right before your eyes and perhaps things will come together for you and you'll see that not only are we doing the same thing, we are the same. Father and Son, He is in me and I am in Him. So Jesus really thinks He's God. Which leads me to my third question. Is Jesus crazy for claiming to be God? It sounds funny, but would Jesus actually be crazy for claiming to be God? Well, the Pharisees didn't think so. They said in John 10, 19-21, that God, uh, this kind of this kind, this kind of talk caused another split in the Jewish ranks. A lot of were saying that he's a crazy, he's crazy, a maniac, out of his head completely. Why bother listening to him? But others weren't so sure. These aren't the words of a crazy man. Can a uh, maniac open the eyes of the blind? Let me put it like this. If I walked into the church and I said I'm Tom Cruise, you would think I'm crazy, crazier than I already am. Now, the reason you think I'm crazy is because obviously I'm not Tom Cruise. But let's say a miracle happens and Tom Cruise walks in and he says he's Tom Cruise. Is it crazy for him to say he's Tom Cruise? No, because he really is. It is only crazy to claim to be Tom Cruise if if you aren't Tom Cruise. So for Jesus, it was only crazy to claim to be God if you're not God. Miracles were just a few ways Jesus showed that he was who he said he was. But I decided to look a little deeper in how skeptics thought he did these miracles. The number one theory for skeptics is the, is the theory of hypnosis. It is not, by definition, hypnosis means the state in which someone is highly responsive or suge- to suggestions or directions. So did Jesus hypnotize people when doing his miracles? Let's look at two to see if we can find out. Water into wine. The whole purpose of hypnosis is is for you to suggest what you want someone to believe, and then they believe it. If we look closely into the miracles, not one time did Jesus say the water had been turned to wine. If we look in John 2, 6 through 10, what actually happens is six stoneware pots were there, used by the Jewish for ritual washing. Each held 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus ordered the servants, fill the pots with water. And they filled them to the brim. Now your pitchers, take them to your host, Jesus said. And they did. When the host tasted the water he had become, er, that had become wine, he did not know what had just happened. But the servants, of course, knew. He called out to the bridegroom, Everyone I know 
their the finest wines, and after the guests have been fill, uh, filling brings us in the er, in the chief guests, the youth say the best till now. Once again, we can see that Jesus never mentions the water turning into wine. Now let's look at a second miracle, number two, feeding the five thousand. According to a hypnotherapist, what well, yes, that is a real job. Only about ten. Uh, adults can be hypnotized at once, and that even is rare, which makes it almost impossible. Uh, it makes it impossible to hypnotize over 5,000. And when hypnotizing someone, your voice must stay calm and quiet. Not only uh, in Jesus's time, you would have to amplify your voice if you would want to talk louder, which means he couldn't have hypnotized them. So, if Jesus didn't hypnotize, then he started to have some pretty then he started to have some pretty good evidence on his side. Which means now our evidence leads to Jesus not being crazy and eventually saving. Which leads me to my fourth question. Is Jesus lying? Well, if we look at, at would he be lying to be tortured and nailed to a tree? No, no one would. Think of it like this. <laughs> this is a little graphic, but it helps get my point across. Imagine a water boy on a basketball team. Now, this pretty woman comes up and asks him what position he plays. He, li- uh, he lies to show off and says that he's the starting player. Now, imagine someone's, <laughs> someone's holding a gun to the <laughs> water boy's head and saying, tell the truth. Are you telling the truth? Are you really the starting player? Because if you are, you're going to die. Now, sorry about the graphics, but that is how... How long do you think the water boy would hold up his lie of being the starting player? Now, Jesus never denied that he was the Son of God. The sign hanging above him on the cross even said, King of the Jews. It is highly unlikable and unreasonable that he would die for a lie. Now, it comes to my last question. Did Jesus, did the resurrection really happen? This will give us our answer to who Jesus really is, and so let's look at the evidence. First, we'll see, did Jesus really die on the cross? There's no evidence anywhere of anyone ever surviving a Roman crucifixion. According to the Journal of the American Journal of American the Journal of American Medical Association, clearly the weight of the evidence indicates that Jesus was dead even before the wound on his side was inflicted. So Jesus did die on the cross. So did he really raise from the dead? Well, we see by Lee Strobel, he says that Lee preserved for us a creed of the earliest Christian church, a creed of eyewitness reports of the resurrection of Jesus. Now the creed had been dated back by scholars from within months of Jesus. Months. Usually, of other religions take centuries to decades and tons of years. This took months for Christian churches to start forming. Can you believe it? Christian churches already started within, I mean, months or just days, so within days of that. The best part is when Jesus' opponents saw that the tomb was empty, they tried lying and explaining that the disciples had stolen the body. Without knowing, they admitted to the tomb being empty. With all, uh, and the best, uh, but the reality was the tomb was empty. There is no better logical explanation for the resurrection. It actually happened, and the evidence supports this fact. Lee Strobel also adds that for the most, or for what we most know, our ancient history comes from one to two, uh, maybe one to two sources of information. 
For the resurrection of Jesus, we have no fewer than nine ancient sources inside and outside the New Testament, confirming the collaboration and conviction of the disciples that he encountered in the wings of the risen Christ. That is an avalanche of historical historical data. Most of the things we know in history come from one to two sources. Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus has no fewer than nine. That's a lot for, for history wise. After all the research I've done for this sermon and the people that have helped me, I'm confident in my faith that Christ is a, that my faith in Christ is a reasonable and safe and that based on fact. I believe that there was a man named Jesus. I believe that he loved me and loved all of you so much that he came and endured life as a human and was nailed to a tree for our sins. And three days later, he rose from the dead and conquered death so that we could have a relationship with him. So if you have questions, ask them and look for the answers. Don't be lazy and ask them and never look for them. We can't understand everything, but we need to know that Jesus died and rose from the grave and now we know the promise of our new life is forever. Our, the reality that we know that he risen and was, or that he died and rose from the grave is just like the reality that we know to trust Jesus is truthful. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for bringing us all here today. Um, thank you for letting me do the message. And um, I just pray that throughout the day that you would help, if people have questions on their mind, that you would help answer them and you give them opportunities to answer today. And then you help them look for the answers. I pray that everyone in here will have a blessed day. In Jesus' name I pray.